It's time for class. Civics just doesn't begin and end on election day. This is Sunday Civics, the home for the civically engaged with political strategist L. Joy Williams on Sirius XM's Urban View. Welcome to Sunday Civics, the home for the civically engaged. I am your host, your civics teacher, and your neighborhood political strategist, L. Joy Williams, and I want to welcome you to class. Now, before we get to the lessons, and there are like two, three, couple of lessons in today's uh, show, I want to take a moment to acknowledge the space that we're in. Um, on my Facebook page this week, I mentioned how we have all just transitioned to this new normal, and I'm not quite sure we have took a pause to recognize the space that we are in and the major changes that are happening. I personally try to keep reminding myself um, and take moments here and there, take deep breaths, deep exhales, a few moments of silence and a few breaths of fresh air. And that could either be by like an open window on the stoop <laughs> um, or taking a longer walk to the grocery store or the bodega because the bodega is still open. So like many of you, I also have a full house. I have three kids under the age of four and my adorable hero of a teacher husband is also here. And so even though I'm used to working from home, I'm not used to everyone being around while I'm doing that. Uh, but, but I'm learning to adjust and my husband and I are working out different spaces and times that we need. And I'm assured that you um, are doing the same thing. Um, but I wonder how you're adjusting. And I don't know if you have folks to talk about it. I don't know if you've been expressing it on social media but I sure would like to hear it and so hit me up on social tell me how you're working it out you got suggestions on how you you know even though we have tvs all over the apartment somehow just one tv seems to be the one that everybody wants wants to watch but anyway so <laughs> there could not um some of you may be thinking what could one possibly talk about in relation to civics during this time and I can tell you there is a whole lot happening as it pertains to civic participation. And today we're going to touch on a number of those things that are happening. But first, I want to bring my thoroughness girl, because even though we're practicing social distancing, June, I am imagining you here in my home office with me. And I would have some food, right? Because you make good food, right? So I, I would have some food. I have a nice... Listen, <laughs> listen, since I've been here, because, you know, it's the difference when I work from home before, you know, I make things here and there. But now there's like people. So I have to like make more food food just to have around so people aren't asking me to make stuff every now and then so I've made brownies I've made chili I've made uh, a beef stew I've been like I'm like cooking and I feel like we're all going to be like 20 30 pounds heavier after this situation El Toy Williams short order cook Go ahead. I know. But, you know, and the weird thing about it is, like, I made this, um, like, back-to-back, -back, like, a, again, made a big pot of chili, then made a big pot of beef stew, and then I wanted Chinese food. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. I did that several times before they closed their doors. I was like, can you bring me some wings and some pork fried rice? I was like, Thank you. I have, I um, what are wings fry hard and cut? Um, New York, <laughs> only New Yorkers know what that means. Really? I mean, maybe yeah. Jersey, y'all know what that means, but like in New York, fry hard and cut. I don't know if y'all know that. Extra bean sprouts in your Definitely. rice. I don't know um, if you know, Definitely. but that's that's my Chinese food order is um, 
uh, wings fried hard and cut, um, extra bean sprouts and onions in the rice. I don't oh, know. Yeah. That's that's my Chinese food order. You can tell a lot by people what their Chinese food order is. I think so. And I'm I'm pretty close, but they don't need to be fried hard. They just need to be cooked. I don't want them to cluck. And, you know. <laughs> right. Maybe- <laughs> <laughs> but and then and then I didn't had another day so like I cooked for the family and did snacks and sort of all that stuff and then I wanted um one of my new culinary um uh, uh paths is like trying out because I have a old-fashioned walk at home and I got it seasoned by taking it to the Chinese food place um that I frequent and he showed me how to clean it how to like season it and everything almost like a cast iron pot so shout out um to our fam I'm not gonna say their name and stuff like that because I don't, I don't know <laughs> but shout out to them for helping <laughs> to season my walk thank you very much um but so now I'm trying out like how to do um like noodles and 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 fried rice dishes and sautés and things like that so that's like my, my my latest thing and I get to try that out while I'm here um how June is the family up in Harlem uh, dealing with this, uh, quote, new normal? Well, in my house, we have a wall of toilet paper because, you know, that's just what we all did was run out and get some toilet paper. And because I deal with an elderly person, it's actually like a regular everyday need. So I'm feeling some kind of way about the hoarders. But we have enough food. We have enough things. We've done the limitation. I'm just a little concerned because when I go outside to do my solitude walk, you know, six feet away from people, there's no room to do six feet away from people. Mm, because we live so in an urban not, area. Yeah. And then there's some people who say, you know what? It's okay. I'm covered by the blood of Jesus. And it is what it is. But listen, and Jesus also gave do. us common sense, right? Like, I, why do we forget that part? Like that, yes, you can operate in faith, <laughs> but we can operate in faith with also common sense, right? What's that that joke that people tell and they adapted in different ways of like, you know, the flood came and they were on top of the house and a man on a boat came and tried to save them, then a man in a helicopter and like all this stuff and the person kept saying, I'm waiting on Jesus. And then eventually they died and went to heaven. And he's like, Jesus, I was waiting on you. And Jesus was like, I sent a boat. I sent a man with a helicopter. I sent all this or whatever, right? And so I feel like mm-hmm. that you can adapt that joke again in this context um and be like you know people were still going out and about and it was just like i'm just pleading the blood of jesus and then some unfortunately that if they pass from this and then they go to jesus and be like i thought you was gonna protect me from coronavirus and he was like i sent you the governor to tell you to stay your ass at home i said <laughs> i sent you the mayor that said keep your kids at home and like limit contact <laughs> like yes yes I mean, yes. What else? I don't. I don't know what else. And I, I, I just don't get it. I, I don't understand. It's like we're going to limit people coming into the store, but we're going to leave you outside in a club type line where everyone is lined up on a line waiting to get in Whole Foods. And I'm like, I really think this is counter to what we were supposed to be doing. But I'm gonna let y'all live because <laughs> I can't get no closer because six feet social the, the distance. Other th- please. The, the other thing is. Like going to stores and like you said, like people are taking hand sanitizer and like toilet tissue and stuff like that, and I'm in and the regular bar soap just sitting there, mm-hmm. <laughs> just just oh, bar no, soap so chilling. Much so much dial, so oh my, even bar ivory soap is just chi- like just ivory, home. just chilling. Um, Hi, I'd yeah. like to go home with you. 
<laughs> and all the people who took all the Dr. Bronner's, none of you people cared about it at all before, except for me and these people with crunchy Birkenstock. <laughs> and now it's like eighty dollars. I'm I'm hot with you people. Hot, hot, I say. Oh my god, <laughs> it's crazy. So, but 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 transitioning from a serious standpoint is the economy. I think one of the things that people um, realize, certainly we knew this, June, is you know there's mm-hmm. always this conversation about bailout of corporate you know, sort of industries and things of that nature. But we're really going to see the real impact of how small and medium-sized businesses have on our economy. Um, If you've been seeing, at least on my timeline, I've been seeing people like wholesale laid off, like whole, you know, um, businesses that can't continue or thrive in this kind of environment. Um, That all accumulated together. Like people think that everybody works for a big corporation. Like everybody works for Amazon or Delta or, you know, like these big tradable companies. Nah, man. (laughs) People work at like the local um, grocery store or they work at a food restaurant or, you know, they work in a small company that services other companies. Um, They, you know, they do uh, uh, medium size and sort of small businesses. And if they fall, like that's a huge part of our economy that people are, you know, waking up to, um, at least not us, those of us who actually participate in, in, in operate in that economy, um, you know, have known this for a long time, which is why we've been talking about universal health care, which is why we've been talking about paid sick leave for everyone, which is why we were talking about mm-hmm. raising wages, right? It's not mm-hmm. the, just the big corporations. So people, yes, there are thousands of people who work at Target and Walmart and Amazon and sort of those big entities, but there are mm-hmm. also a lot of folks that work at you know that locally owns like in your region they serve they um give every service everybody's paper for their office Mm. right they you know the um uh construction uh uh stores right so it's not just home depot there are also other like mid-size and smaller hardware stores that operate in these communities like all of those things together the pharmacies the like all of those things are small and medium-sized businesses that are owned by people that are not necessarily tradable you know, you're not going to have them show up in the stock market. They're not going to show up in, you mm-hmm. know, in that. But they fuel a lot of our economy. Yes. And they can't do their job on Zoom. They have to actually you. bring you your drink. They can't hand you your drink through Zoom. No. They can't bring you your plate on the Internet. Mm-mm. Like there are a lot of jobs now that have to be done face to face. And people are like realizing that there's what, only 10 percent of us on the Internet. So the rest of the world is actually doing things. and. That's a concern, and soon we'll start to hear the, well, where are we going to get the money to help these people? Mm. So I'm, I'm waiting for that yeah. one. I mean, and then just think about sort of the other unknown, I mean, sort of not talked about. So, uh, uh, again, people talk about the entertainment industry, and then they think, oh, you're talking about the actors and actresses. They got money, musicians or whatever. It's like, no, dude. No. They're the still. Grip, the they're, they're, just right. mixing the. <laughs> The editor, the people holding the lights. There's also the small businesses that provide the craft services to the, right? And the the people that work in that aspect. Then also thinking about gig workers and session workers, right? So, like, you can't go and play your saxophone for nobody for that $120, you know, for the night. Um, I think one of our, um, one of the uh, comedians I know just talked about is, like, all of his gigs getting 
getting canceled. Um, and sort of you can't, I mean, you could tell a joke on Zoom, but like, I get like, will people pay for you to do a joke on Zoom? Like, I don't know. Right. Like, now, I don't know. now, how do you think about monetizing those kind of things? Because if you're like a big movie company, you can easily have an app created and monetized putting your movies out. But if you're that person who does that, that gig work, then no, there's nothing you can do. You're just stuck for a minute until you realize what the world is going to be. Because does that mean that these jobs are just gone, gone now? Or will some of them come back and some of them not? Like we, I, I got to credit Andrew Yang. He at least wanted to have the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, we're changing. It's more than automation now. You know, things are, to, and then think about the insurance companies because every time somebody says it's emergency, everybody go home. These business owners can then file with the insurance companies. How many of these companies are going to fold from all of these claims because people have to try and salvage their business? So it's like a deranged domino effect that we're about ready to live through. And what's wild is poor people are going to survive because we already get it. We know how to hustle. You know, and that's something that, you know, I, I wanted to uplift. Well, one quick thing about the insurance thing. Just before we were going to bed last night, my husband mentioned um, about, oh, insurance companies may not pay because of, you know, there's so many people dying from uh, coronavirus. And I was like, wait, what? That's the whole point of insurance. <laughs> like, you're supposed mm -hmm. to pay. Like, when people die, he was like, yeah, not when a whole bunch of people die of the thing. Like, they won't pay out. And I was like, okay, I need a whole show on that. So pause that conversation. We're going to have oh, a whole conversation because I was didn't like, mean, wait, what? I didn't mean to get ahead of myself. <laughs> I just sit here and think about these things. And then I turn on Netflix because it's just overwhelming. Right. But, but I want to lift up just before we go to break um, of what you're mentioning, June. Because I did see some conversations about this as well, um, that people who are always hustling, people who are always like, um, you know, paycheck to paycheck, if they get a paycheck or, you know, or um, managing um, uh, uh, benefits and things of that nature. I saw a lot of people sort of uplifting that same narrative that you just said, June, that um, there are some people who are always in this space and know how to shift and change. Not that that's okay. It, sh it should not be okay that we have people living like that um, in the United States, but that there would be more people who are not used to that, that are not um, able to shift and change. No, it's like a bad version of trading places, isn't it, Lord? Mm -hmm. All these people who really, can, they really, believe in the and they were living it and all of a sudden it just cracked and there's no contingent plan there's no there's no nothing there when it, that I've done everything right like a lot of people are going to have to have that that pat on the back and be like it's okay that you did everything right and sometimes things happen and you have to adjust and adjusting to that new normal is going to be very difficult and I'm, I'm putting out positive vibes for folks because be gentle with yourselves. This is going to be a, a really difficult for a lot of people. And it's okay if you don't get it right the first time because this is what it is now. So you got plenty of time to practice. Don't worry. Mm. We're going to get through this. We're going to make it. We're going to make it, y'all. Um, and I, and I promise, um, that after this break, we're going to talk about some, um, some civics. We're not going to be, um, <clears throat> in this space for long. And therefore I don't want to, you know, spend the whole show talking about this. We're going to talk about some, um, additional civics in this, uh, uh, pandemic space that we're in when we come. Work. Yeah. Yeah. Right back, um, from this quick break. Yeah. 
all the wahala, all the problems, all the things that you think that you must do to start in this world. Like when the teacher, schoolboy and schoolgirl come together. Who is the teacher? I will let you I am your teacher, your civics teacher, L. Joy Williams, here with my thoroughest girl, June like the month, Moses like the Bible. Hey, June. Hey, L. Joy Williams. Does everybody so, say? Yeah. So I have a question. <laughs> this is a very important question. Are you ready yeah. for the question? Yeah. Okay. You're supposed to say call the question. Yes. So here, here is the very important question. Did you get a census mailer in the mail? Honestly, I ain't never lied. There is one in my mailbox. We are filling it out and putting it back because I was considering if it didn't show up this week, I was going to put go online and just do it because even though this might be the new normal, we still have money that needs to be allocated down the line. And for the next 10 years, I want to make sure that we get our cut. So, yes, we will be filling out the census. I am so so at first I was down all this week. <clears throat> I mean, besides other things, there was like, I've been so excited. We've been talking about the census for like two years. <laughs> I, I uh-huh. feel like it's been three, but we I think maybe two and a half years. Actually, since we started this show, we've been talking about the census. And I was so excited thinking that I was going to get the mailer on the first day. And I was disappointed that I didn't get, <laughs> that I didn't get it. And then so like the second day came and I was like checking the mail. It still didn't come. And then the third day I was like, if I don't get this by Friday, I'm just going to go online and I'm going to self, I'm going to do it myself. I was just like, all yeah. that, I, you know, so I was like all this time I spent talking about the census and ain't even, and I didn't even get no mail at my house. Like I was, I was having a moment. And then finally on Friday it came. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. It, it, it he said between the 12th and the 15th, it will come. And if it's not there, it'll be right there. And I'm seeing posts online, people going, I got my sense. I'm like, where's mine? Oh, no, what's going on? Are, y- are y'all sending it to us? Like, is there a problem with the mail? What's going on? <laughs> and well, it's there. Thank you. Yay. Okay, so I Alex just want to give. So those of you who may, I don't know, maybe you're in the same boat. Maybe you've been waiting all week because you've been listening to the show and you're a good civic patron and you've been waiting for your, like, um, census um, information to come in the mail so you can get your little code and fill out uh, your census. Um, one thing I want to remind people is that when the mailer comes to your house, it's not going to have your name on it. Because some people, I saw some people talking about that, and it was like, yeah, they sent it, but it said, like, to resident of apartment two. And I was like, yes, yes, yes. I was like, they're sending it. Then it's not going to have your name on it. It's specifically talking about the apartment or the house that you're in. Um, and then you take that and you use that code. But for those of you, let's say I didn't get mine in the mail. June mm-hmm. let's say mm-hmm. that you know it was next week and I hadn't got mine in the mail you can still mm-hmm. go to the website mm-hmm. and fill it out with because you know your address information and everything so you don't have mm-hmm. to you don't have to wait for the mailing to come you can actually mm-hmm. go to 2020 census.gov 2020 census.gov and you can respond to the census there you don't have to wait for the mailer. Now, the mailer has, like we mentioned, it has a code that's, you know, relevant to your house. But it's fine. If you don't get the mailer, if um, let's say you live in an apartment building and the mail is screwed up and somebody, you know, your mail person just puts all the mail in one box and somebody else is supposed to distribute it or something like that. Or you live in a private home, um, like we live in a private home and we live on um, the second floor and our landlords are down on the first. Um, the the first thing um, when the mail came, she gave me both mailers, June. 
And I had to tell her, right. And I had to tell her, no, this one is for you. And this one, you know, this one is for me. So there may be a mix up also when the mail is actually delivered, but do not worry. You can fill out the census by going to 2020census.gov and just putting in your information from there. And so please, please, if you have already filled out the census, if you already got your mail, if you've already done it, you listen to this show and you like, Joy, I've been waiting. I did my part. I'm good. Please shout me out. And so I can shout you out because on next week's show, I'm going to shout out folks that like contacted us and told us that they completed that, that they texted their friends and did it. They did their family, everybody. So next, uh, next uh, show we're shouting out folks. So make sure you let me know that you've already already completed the census. So I can, I I can shout you out. I'm not going to of course say your address and like all that kind of stuff, but I want to hear your story that you actually texted family friends and got everybody to complete the census because June, no, I mean, what we are going through at this current moment is an example of why the census is so important. You know why? Isn't it, though? Because it talking about, like, the hospitals, the number of beds needed, the uh, number of emergency services, um, uh, school funding, so that in a pandemic situation where you have to quickly shift um, to online learning, how many kids are you actually shifting for all of those conversations, we can use the numbers for that. Ooh, Nice. Right. And so particularly given and I'm just just thinking of, um, you know, the emergency services that are needed in this space right now Um, and knowing that the conversation that's happening right now is that we don't have enough. We don't have enough beds. We don't have enough supplies. We don't have enough Uh medical personnel. We don't have all of those things that we have. The reason why we count is so that we can know how many people we need to provide services to and for. Exactly. So if you're not counted, then you then when they go to allocate the funds for your local hospital, or if they're going, there's not enough money and we need to close it down, and you're like, but there's a lot of us here. If you didn't fill out the census, no one knows you're there. Yeah. I mean, and I'm just thinking about in New York, one of the things that on New York Twitter, we talked about old New York Twitter too, is, um, you know, the we there are a, a additional hospitals in New York city that have closed that those of us who've been here for a long time, like we remember them, um, uh-huh. like Cabrini. Um, so I was like, oh, right. Um, and so during this crisis, we we're talking about, um, the conversation of not having enough hospital beds and nurses and sort of supplies. And it's like, I sure do miss the hospital, extra hospitals that we had, um, uh-huh. that would be able to help provide some of the um, resources and support of what we're going through at this current moment. Um, and that's one of the reasons why the census is important. And certainly, and the other thing that impacted is impacting the census right now is because there was this massive operation planned to make sure that cities like New York and Philadelphia and California, others were accurately counting uh, their neighborhoods and their folks so that they can make sure they get their fair share of resources. And obviously all of that is halted. So now the question mm-hmm. is, how do we delay or push the census further back so that we can still get an accurate count? Because remember, there is no provision, June, that if if mm-hmm. there is an undercount, it's not like it's like, oh, we get a do over. No, those are numbers we have to live well, with for the next decade. Oh, we've done that wrong enough times. Can we push it back to 2021 and count 10? Well, I mean, they one of the 18 months. <clears throat> 
Right. One, <laughs> one of the proposals um, that a, um, a number of congressional members um, have done, particularly one from here in Brooklyn, Congresswoman Yvette Clark, led her colleagues on this and asking for pushing um, for a delay in the self-response rate in trying to push this whole operation till September. Right. That in to give people enough time to self-respond and then also um, that as the ship, you know, rice and we can go back out and knock on doors and do things like that again, hopefully by this summer, that we can then still do that canvas operation to make sure to count folks um, in their neighborhoods, because um, that's what's going to be needed, because, you know, we can't live with another decade of depressed numbers, because that means that we'll have um, many more people to service, but not have the enough, have enough resources in order to do so. Because if we have an undercount in New York City, which we've had before, and it says, oh, well, we need to provide, you know, hospital beds or um, medical services for, I don't know, two to six million people, when there's actually four to eight million people well, we're already operating at a deficit. Oh, my gosh. That's, no. Yes, we do need more time because the people who, like you just said, is going to be upside down in the numbers are going to be the ones who are like, I have so much stuff on my plate. The last thing I'm thinking about is a census or a sensu or a sensei, whatever, get out my face. Yeah. I can hear it now. So th maybe people can start with their smaller circles, like you recommended 10,002 times on the show. Mm -hmm. Just start with your uh, your smaller circles, your, your prayer group, your church group, your tenant association, just to remind people that you need to fill this out and no one's going to knock on your door right away. So please try and remember that's one thing you can control right now. Yeah. Filling um, out that census. And keep in mind, the census has never been delayed, <laughs> right? Like the operations have already are always just like, okay, we like, again, this is when the census happens. When the numbers come, uh, we got what we got and move it on. Right. And so uh, right now I know the census delayed their in-person efforts until uh, April 1st, meaning that the census itself is not sending people um, out, as you mentioned, and obviously so, given what we're experiencing. But, um, you know, again, we can do our part. Because remember, this is about resources for your community, right? Yeah. So that yeah. means that you can, again, what's the, what did I say the link was? 2020census.gov, right? If you are at home, if you um, are looking for something to do, not only do you complete your census, but then send the link to your friends and families like, hey, while you at home watching like the next the Netflix binge, do this real quick. Ten minutes, ten questions. Oh, well, that's nice. Yeah, it's because ten minutes, that's it. yeah, people act like uh, people are under the impression that it's like a long questionnaire that gets all up in your business. Yeah, um, that's what I heard. That's what I heard at the barbershop. That's what I heard at the laundromat. That's what I heard at the store. That's what people be saying. Oh, no, 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 it's not. No, uh, no, no, it no. <laughs> It's not that at all. It's <laughs> 10 questions. Uh, yeah. That's all. It's not going to ask, like, um, you know, personal questions. not asking your Social Security number. Um, it's not asking, you know, um, information about your income or any of that kind of stuff. Uh, it's just 10 questions that will take you 10 minutes to answer. You can either do it over the phone. 
You can do it from the mailing you got, or you can do it online. That's it. 10 minutes, 10 questions for 10 years, and then we get resources for the community. So you get. I wonder if Lotto is still up because 10, 10, 10. Like, oh can my I play God. those numbers? Really? No? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, <Wait>. sure, <laughs> I'm sure there are a lot of people. Wait, is the Lotto still? What is. Uh, uh, okay, separate question. <laughs> So just before um, we take a break, I just want to go really quick, and I and I promise you, I'll stop talking about the census. <clears throat> Not really, but okay for, for today's exactly. conversation. Exactly. So I just wanted to tell you ten minutes, ten questions. First question: How many people are living or staying in a house as of April first? First question. Second question: Were there any additional people staying here? So you, you're putting yourself, and then the additional people, right? Um, is the house a, an, a house apartment or a mobile home? Mm-hmm. Uh, those kind of uh, questions really good. What is the person's name, sex, and date of birth, right? And then you also mm-hmm. have ethnic origin, right, um, and race that is added uh, to there. That's it. Oh, oh. So it's like there's four people. It's me, my old man, his mama, and the couch surfing cousin. And I can be like couch surfing cousin. Yes. Whoever's in, whoever is living in the house as of April 1st, which is the census day. Mm. That's it. Wow. We literally just took the census. Can yep. I hit send? Should I do that? Just, okay. just send. Just hit send. You're done. <laughs> You're done. That's it. It does not ask your oh, social right. security number. It doesn't ask you for money or donations. It doesn't ask you for money for political candidates. It doesn't ask you for credit card or banking information to verify. Nope. None of that. Don't get scammed. Yeah. Don't because, be that person. Yeah. We don't want you to get scammed. So it's not going to. So if you, somebody come up with a form and they ask you their questions, first of all, they don't need to be at your house right now because the census ain't sending nobody out. <laughs> Two, do not put your social security number, no credit card information, no banking account information because the census don't ask you that. That's it. Oh, my God. Oh, How many people no live in the house? Were there any additional That's people it. living in the house? Is it, is it a house, apartment, mobile home, phone number, the person's name, sex, age, ethnicity. Now, sex, what if I don't live race. in either one of those three? What do I do then? There's options. You just put it there. Yay! Options. options, options. That's it. That's all it. That's, That's it. it. That's it. If you are pregnant and you're going to deliver the baby in April, put the baby down. Um, if you have little kids, you know, some of the people that have been um, historically undercounted, little kids, which if you think about what, um, if you have a one-year-old, a two-year-old, three-year-old, imagine the resources and the services they need in the community for the next 10 years. So if you don't put them on the list, then they're not counted in the count of how many pre-K slots are needed, how many high school slots are needed. They're not included in the count in terms of like, do we need to put an extra playground in the neighborhood because there are more kids? They're not counted in that if you don't put them down. Also, brothers, black men, hello, hi, hey, hey, how you doing? Hi, you good? All right. I'm sorry you can't get your shape up right now. But let me um, holler at you for a second and ask you if you can fill out the census, please, because you guys are also historically undercounted. Please, thank you. Fill out your census. Thank you. All right. Nice talking to you. Sorry about the shape up. I know there are a couple of brothers upset about that, June. And let people know that if your person is living in your house and they're not supposed to be living in your house, that does not affect the census. You nope. still count them as living in your house. Your landlord so, is no, not going to know. Your landlord is not going to know that um, mm. you are only supposed to have, um, uh, you got two bedrooms and you're only supposed to have four people or three people in the house and you got eight 
don't matter. Your mm-hmm. landlord doesn't get that information. It does not go to them. They will not know. It does not go to the management company. Also, you know what else doesn't matter? Whether or not you're a citizen or not. Doesn't matter. Um, that's not a question that's asked on the census either. So it doesn't matter. Citizenship status. Just put all. What we want to know is how many people. Because whether or not you're a citizen or not, we still have to provide services for you, for your children, for your family. So none of that matters and none of the information can go to anybody else to be used against you. So fill out the census brothers, brothers. Hey brothers talking to you. Fill out the census. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Very nice. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Cause a lot of them go, yo, I don't want my mama to lose her apartment. Cause you know, I've been to jail and I ain't supposed to be here. Yep. They can still fill out the census. They won't put mama out cause they don't get out. They don't get that information. So Fill out the census because we still need resources for you, brother. You in the community. We still need to make sure there are resources allocated for you in the community. So we we, we need you to be represented on the census. We don't want you to be ghost in your own community. Mm. All right. Okay. I We're going to take it. a quick break. And then I have I do have a civics lesson after this. Um, yes, the census is a civics lesson. But June, I have another one. Oh, no. <laughs> Why are you saying, oh, no? No, listen. This, I mean, this is important because a lot of people are asking the question, um, given where we are, why mm-hmm. isn't the federal government doing more or the federal government should be doing this and my governor is doing more than the president is doing and all this other conversation. And there's a reason for that. We've, re- we've, 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 we've talked a bit about this before, but there's a reason um, for that that you may feel like your governor of your state is doing more than the federal government, not letting the federal government off the hook. But there's a reason. Um, and there's a whole bunch of laws and you know states rights and you know remember that? remember that mm-hmm. oh okay all right we'll be right back <laughs> we'll be right back with more sunday civics uh when we come right back from this break stay tuned how can it be that you love the most All right. Welcome back. Sunday Civics here with L. Joy Williams in June, like the month Moses, like the Bible. June, you all right? You hanging in there? Um, yeah, I'm hanging in there. I'm waiting for this next question because I, 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 I got questions. So I'm waiting for this question. You got questions, you Cardi? Yeah. Any questions? Uh, oh, no, I'm waiting for your question. <laughs> Wait, so this is very who's on first. You know, very confused, easily confusable. Is that my, is that? Wait, hold on. <laughs> See, this is what okay, happened. I've been okay. locked in the house too long. Yes, we're um we can't get a little stir crazy. And it's also like we're not in the same studio with each other. So like we're doing this via phone, staying in contact, staying engaged with you. I want to shout out yeah. all of you who are still listening to the show, who helped us celebrate 100 <laughs> episodes, who uh, tweet at us, post on Facebook, send emails, and talking about how you enjoy the information that is presented here. I want to shout y'all out. And so thank you for rocking with us, for continuing this conversation. And um, just the break I was telling June um, that uh, one of the conversations I've also seen that is happening is people asking the question why do they feel like their governor is doing more than the president in this current pandemic 
Now, um, we we had this conversation before. We talked about federalism. You remember that, June. We talked about that we are, what are we, a collection of states, right? Yes. That make yes. up the threat, right? And there's always this balance, right? right? And there's always this balance between how much power the federal government has over the state, um, and mm-hmm. the Constitution even says that bearing no the laws that are laid out here, if extra stuff come up, the states got it, right? Like it's still under <laughs> still like state, and so there's always been this balance of not of of the folks who are supportive of a strong federal government that has increased powers, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. with the folks. Folks who believe in states' rights and like states should be able to determine their own things. It comes up in a lot of different conversation. Comes up in healthcare. Comes up uh-huh. in education. Because um, remember, uh-huh. education is not federal. There are federal funds and mandates that come from the federal government, but states actually control education, the education of your child, and what is in your school and things of that nature is a local decision. It is not a federal decision. Same thing with healthcare. While we can have the Affordable Care Act, remember we had Affordable Care Act, but then what did you have to do in order to buy into it, June? Didn't you have to go to a state exchange? Yes. Medicaid, Medicare, all of The state has to expand out their Medicaid services. Right. So with the money. Right. So the same thing, the same argument, the same conversations happen as it pertains to disasters. Same as it pertains to um, uh, uh, pandemics, if we will, that we're living through right now, right? You remember Hurricane Sandy and also Katrina, right? And there was a conversation of what the uh, uh, states, the state of Louisiana and Texas and others uh, had to do. They declare state of emergencies, but then they also need to actually um, reach out to the federal government because it's under, you know, that the disaster is so massive, that it requires attention and support, um, legal support, resources support from the federal government. So there are all of these laws and statutory provisions that uh, an emergency framework is built on. There's the National Emergencies Act. Remember, because the uh, uh, state can declare a national emergency. So, um, I'm sorry, the state declares a state of emergency. Your uh, mayor can declare a state of emergency and then the president declares a state of emergency. And then there are all of these additional laws that happen or things that are allowed to happen because that declaration is made. But one can't. I'm, I'm operate. hoping that you're going to break down how all this works because uh, <laughs> we all have assumptions and I'm pretty sure that we're all off the mark. So if you don't get out here like an iron and straighten us out, I'm going to have an attitude today. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Right. I right mean, now. <laughs> so, but, but that's really because remember that this is. Right. There's the local government, your state government and your federal government. We talk about this all of the time and how this plays out in every single political and civic argument. Every single thing, whether it's education, healthcare, the economy, any of those um, things, the state, local, federal uh, government uh, plays out in every aspect, June. So that's why it's important to know that. And it's important to engage on a different level. Case in point, the people believe our governor right now, um, Cuomo, they're like, he's doing the best job. And now people are talking about uh, trending him. It was like, he should be president. And I'm like, whoa. Oh, Lord, calm down. <laughs> I was like, calm down. Um, <laughs> just, let's, 
let's let's hold up. And you know how critical I am of Andrew Cuomo. I can say that he's doing a good job and sort of like keeping people up to date and things like that. I can say that because at the same time that he's doing this and doing a good job, he's also kind of screwing New Yorkers over on Medicaid and um, right now and on the budget. So slow down on this like Andrew Cuomo for president situation. Thank you very much. That's just like my sidebar, right? There, right no quick. one ever listens to us from New York when we try to give out we, warnings. We tr- Everybody listen. be like, listen, we know better than you. And now look, y'all. I feel like y'all, y'all just need to listen to us when we're talking. All right. So, um, <laughs> so an emergency can happen and this can be a natural disaster, like a hurricane, a flood or, or, um, uh, uh, things like that. And it can also mm-hmm. be uh, from a health, a health standpoint, which we're experiencing right now, a public health emer- emergency. There's actually a public health service act that if the secretary that's on the federal level, if the secretary of health and human services determines that there's a public uh, health emergency, and this could be a disease or a disorder, um, uh, an infectious disease, a viral terrorist attack, any of that kind of stuff. We've declared this before with H1N1, um, the um, influenza, a um, pandemic that happened, uh, what was that, 2009? Um, so we've used these in before. So on a federal basis, the federal government can say this thing is happening across states, across territories, um, and it has bring, brought it up to a, a federal national emergency because it's impacting so many people. It also can be in a couple of regions or even in one state that's this emergency, whether it's a health emergency or a natural disaster, is such that it requires federal intervention, declaring a state of emergency, and that gives then the federal government additional powers, um, additional monies available for them to be able to provide immediate support. And so certain things are suspended at that time, June, right? So normally you would have to do this bill, you would have to do this way, but if you have a state of emergency, that is basically saying we don't have time to go through all of the regular levers and so we're going to do this at this point same thing happens on the state level right so here on the state level um andrew cuomo and the state legislature declared a state of emergency uh given um the uh, uh, COVID 19 crisis and it also gave remember the legislature had to agree to this It also then gives the governor additional opportunities and powers to be able to operate to address the issue. Again, suspending certain things so that the governor can act quickly, the government can act quickly in addressing an immediate need. Make sense? It sounds like um, everyone's doing their job and we need to like calm down. I wouldn't say calm down. <laughs> like, no, anytime you tell people to calm down, that's like not a good thing to do. <laughs> like, tell oh, people. someone's going to punch me in the face. You're right. That's, that, it never works out like, right. I'm you're freaked so right. out and what is happening? And then you're like, calm down. And then you get punched in the face. So like that, like we should not do yeah. that. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, but, but, the same... but at least not say that everybody should be the president and the king because they're doing their job. Mm. Um, and, but then at the same time, <laughs> there could be failings. Right. Because so, so so there are some obvious failings, at least on the federal government side, where there was knowledge about how this was going to impact or could possibly impact um, across the country and that the federal government should have responded um, in a more quick manner and early. Right. Um, because this this conversation about COVID-19 happened like a month ago at like in January, actually two months ago, maybe in mm-hmm. um, congressional committees. 
I think mm-hmm. the homeless. I know that they always came out of places looking like very ashen in the face. I think they heard a lot of bad news and a lot of things, but the regular people don't see. I don't feel like we were the priority for like two months, but we are now, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Um, the <laughs> other thing to know is that so there's a and there are all of these additional laws and policies that allow governors and mayors to petition federal government for additional support. Right. So there's the Disaster Relief and Emergency Act that was passed in the 80s that a governor can petition the president for a declaration of a major disaster or an emergency. um, And that allows the federal government to provide additional uh, support um, to the state or help with local efforts to address it. Right. So when we're talking about declaring a national emergency, declaring a state emergency or declaring a local emergency, what that really means um, is basically it it gives the executive, um, whether it's the mayor, the um, governor or the president um, or um, county executive, if you will, it gives them additional uh, power and support from the federal government or from the state, but then it also suspends some of the normal rules to allow things to happen more quickly um, because it's in the middle of an emergency. So does this emergency situation, once it's declared, does that mean that, like, say, if once it's declared and every single step uh, uh, the executive takes after that seems to be like the wrong move, the late move, and it's whatever, and it all turns out to be a disaster, too. Does that then mean that that person is accountable and should take responsibility? Or is this just a way to, to alleviate the levers of power and move money around quicker? I mean, the latter, <laughs> but, remember, <laughs> but remember also accountability comes from us. Accountability comes from us in terms of watching. Accountability also comes during and after because remember who also has the power of accountability. If you're talking about a local level, that can mean the city council. If you're talking about the state level, that's the state legislature. If you're talking about the federal level, that is Congress, right? And so you remember there were conversations and hearings and and how things on Katrina. There's the same thing on um, that is going to happen now in terms of what went wrong, who is at fault, holding people accountable in that standpoint. But during the crisis, the things that we are doing now that I see a lifted on social media I see petitions about I'm like where are the tests (laughs) like first of all like how all these wealthy people getting tested and asymptomatic meanwhile we got people with fevers and like all this other kind of stuff and there are no um not enough tests to actually go through I mean thankfully here in New York they've increased it but it's still not enough right and then where are the masks where are the respirators where are the resources um that allow states to actually quickly um implement the help that they need um and so that is part of our job in terms of accountability and look I know you are trying to manage right now how you can get to the supermarket and you know stay mm-hmm. six feet away from people keeping your kids mm-hmm. safe you actually got to homeschool them now or at least make mm-hmm. sure that they have the uh, wi-fi and um, laptop and all that kind of stuff so there's a lot to manage at the same time and I want you to feel okay that even if I'm saying that the accountability comes from us if you can't hold anybody accountable right now because you are trying to manage your day-to-day it's okay don't feel guilty about that 
But for those of us who can, for those of us who can continue to raise our voices, for those of us who can continue to ask the federal government where are the tests, where are the respirators, where are the resources, for those of us who can hold our governors accountable and make sure they're not taking them powers way too far, right? For those who want to make sure to keep us lock and check that, yes, we're suspending normal rules and we are voluntarily staying in our homes and doing all that stuff, don't be going trying to take our rights away. <laughs> like fully and chipping away at that. Like those of us who are who can and are able need to maintain that level of accountability to make sure that government doesn't overreach. That is and our it job. feels like the type of time that people would go, come on now, overreach because I'm scared. Yes. And people in, in in that space, in being scared, in being unsure of the unknown, what's the new normal and things like that. Some people, you know, maybe, well, I'll give up a little bit here so that you can keep me safe. I'll give up a little bit here, you know, so, you know, because you're telling me this. But it's always, you know, remember, we the people, we the people keep government accountable. We the people keep government option, uh, options. So that means that as these conversations happen, going back to our early conversation about what industry we need to bail out, what companies we need to bail out, um, the people we need to bail out. We have to make sure to hold people accountable. It's like, wait, who needs to be bailed out is the people, not these corporations. They've already mismanaged money once. And like they tell poor people, if you took your buyback, if you took your tax money and you bought back stock and you played wrong, I don't know what to tell you. You have a poor mentality. You have a poverty mindset and we can't give you any money. We can dictate how you live now, Delta. But anyway, um, <laughs> so what I'm hearing you say is for us not to let the Patriot Act happen again. Is that oh, what I'm hearing? Yeah, that's what I'm saying, June. That's okay. what I'm saying. Okay. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying, and, and this is why, you know, we have to keep our minds on the ball. And again, managing expectations knowing that some of us will not be able to do so. Hell, some days I'm like, I can't save the world right now and make sure discrimination, like, I can't do that. I just need to focus on the three kids and a husband in my house and make sure my grandmother and my aunt is okay. That's okay. Right. So I want that that balance of feeling that you can't hold your elected officials accountable. You can't make sure the Patriot Act doesn't happen this particular day. That's fine. But in the long short of it, like we need to continue to hold folks accountable even through a crisis, that they don't overreach even through a crisis, that we don't become complacent with these changes, that we're not like, oh, okay, yeah, they actually need to bail out all of these big corporations instead of the gig workers and the restaurant workers and the people that have no benefits and stuff like that. Like, we, we have to not be okay with that. Um, and the in the moments that we can, the moments that uh, we have available um, to make sure that that doesn't happen, to raise our voice, um, to sign petitions, to talk to our elected officials to make sure that overreach doesn't happen, we still need to do that. Anyway. Okay, I'm down. Are we making phone calls, emails? Well, we can't march, obviously. No, so what, we can't what be we marching. But remember, <laughs> I told you there are other tools in our toolbox, and this is an opportunity to use those other tools. And that's what um, I want to make sure that you do. So, yes, those tweets, those letters, those phone calls, and even though their offices are closed, you know, check to see how they're rerouting information. Um, so that is what we need to do. So with that, thank you for listening to another uh, uh 
show um, that I'm coming from, you know, my apartment here in Brooklyn. And um, I hope you are well. I hope you stay healthy. Um, follow all of the guidelines necessary. Um, but, you know, keep your ear and your, your eyes out for the overreach um, and make sure to, um, you know, tell somebody about it. Make sure you fill out your census, brothers. People with kids, count all the kids, count all the people in the house. Remember, none of that information can be shared with anyone else. And we need to make sure we have an accurate count, particularly for communities of color, so that we get our fair share of resources. June? Yes. Stay healthy, love. I've learned something. You did? I was nervous. I was nervous. Hopefully you learned something. Thank you very much for listening. We'll be back next Sunday with more of Sunday Civics. Have a great day. Oh, oh, oh.